1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty five percent. Up to forty five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: We got a lot going on here at the fan. Paul Verzi's coming by in a little bit. I uh, got some hate mail, and we've got a uh, a box that uh, we are supposed to open on air. A box? Yeah. A box yeah. of what? Uh, nobody knows. It's a secret special box. Are you not concerned about this? No, I like security check. Oh, the, okay. Yes, it's not ticking. It's not connected to anything. I'm just we making sure. Are, uh, now we're good to go. The hell do I know? So, uh, we you go in any order here? Uh, I've got the hate mail. I've got the box. I've got Paul coming in. Is the hate mail directed at you? I don't know. Oh, the hate mail? Yeah. Hang on a second here. Uh, well, no, I got two letters. One letter is uh, really about me and you. Okay. And the other letter is about and uh, Duffel, the bag twins over there. Oh, and Duffel? Yeah, which is uh, the new name of our uh, nighttime show I'm hearing <laughs> uh, after Keith McPherson. <laughs> and before Salicata, uh, it's the and Duffel. Uh, okay, what is this now? It's and Duffel. Uh, oh, oh a okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's the deal. This is actually a secret box to me. Oh, good. And you it's, sure it's not ticking? It's heavy. It is heavy. For real. Does it smell like anything? It says, to Craig, from a secret admirer. Well, I thought it might be a Samsung from Boomer. <laughs> but uh, the other day, he was asked about it and He said he's not getting me the TV. He himself. said he's mad at you. He's mad at me? That's what he said. How would he be mad at me? Well, he's not talking to you I, think, or I think the like quote that. was, uh, you've not been very nicely. Oh, that I was it. Think that's I haven't talked to Boomer in a month. Yeah. Maybe that's not being nice. Oh, so I should reach out to him, maybe. Uh, we will open we'll this in a little bit. Uh, a little bit, Tommy, who shows up with a camera for the first time today. Uh, all right. Yeah, you no, missed Bob. us singing Happy Birthday. It was beautiful. Um, there was something I wanted to bring to you that was not uh, Derek Carr related. Oh, was it about that teacher who got fired for impersonating a 13-year-old girl on a JV basketball team? Because that was crazy. Did you make a movie out of that? really yeah so there was a teacher yeah. she's like an assistant coach on a JV basketball team yeah 22 years old checks in says you know what they'll never know they're not gonna ID me yeah and imitates being a 13 year old girl yeah plays the game plays well How'd she play good find out fired well why would you fire her because <laughs> she cheated did they win <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't get huh. to that detail. Wow, that's. <laughs> that's hey, listen, great. you got to do what it takes to win, right, Craig? Uh, yes, whatever it takes to win. Uh, as long as you don't get caught. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, she got caught. That's right. Phil's in Yonkers on the fan. Phil, what's going on there, Cookie? Hey, what do you say, Spike? Uh, I'm all excited for Derek Carr to be a Jet quarterback, but it looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I guess I'll have to live with it. Yeah. mm Hmm. Hello? Yep, you're on the radio. Yep. Are we on the radio? We are currently on the radio. Yeah, that's how it works. Just, just check it in. Yeah, do you want me to put you on hold or connect you to the guys or no? <laughs> yeah, put me on hold
3: and connect me to the guy. Let's do that bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he smoked that one out quick. All right, what do you got, buddy? Uh, All right, first thing I wanted to call, I love you guys. Listen every day. Thank you. Uh, Edmund, I don't know where you went to school, but the fact that that you can't speak. You are the new Chris Maddow Russo. Oh, boy. Because you butcher more words. Yeah. There is no such word as unequivocally.
0: <laughs> you know where I learned that? What? I blame Chris Russo because I grew up listening <laughs> to him. So how could you blame me for learning words from him? By the way, he did not go to college. It's, it's not his fault. Horrible. Unequivocally, um, can't speak was... English. Listen, I went to Yawkes
3: Public School, so, and I know the difference between unequivocally and unequivocally. But so, sometimes
0: you can make up a word that's okay. Strategery made up by our 43rd president. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I, uh, I'm uh, not sure that that's me. the guy to emulate when Craig, it comes to how you speak. Two terms, right. bitches. Two terms. <laughs>
3: Craigie, I'm a yeah. little older than you, but I spent a lot of time at New Rochelle back then. Yeah. Back
0: so, when? <laughs> back, back in the early 80s. All right. So you and I probably got drunk together at Gary's, yeah? No, probably at uh, Tammany Hall, of which course. is down a
3: block
0: from Iota. Yeah, right across the street. Right. Well, Gary's Barley Corn was right across the street. beach, uh, had beach trees, 21 North. Yeah. And then we go to Mr. Taco for the homemade soft tacos. You go to Beachmon up been, on North there Avenue there. next to the fire department. Yeah, come on. What are we doing? What was the pizzeria on the
3: corner by Tammany Hall,
0: remember? Ah, uh, I do not remember the name because growing up, we would go to uh, Gizzo's in Waikiki, And then Gizzo's okay. became Deanna's. Uh, and I don't know what yeah. it is now, but that, you know, we, if we weren't drinking at Gary's or Tammany Hall, there was no reason to be up on Iona unless you were going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, no, I didn't
3: go by there. We stayed right on the corner. Yeah. I think it was Sorrento's was the name of it, right? On yeah, the I don't remember. I Hall.
0: Yeah, those were the good old days. There was really, North near Rochelle. really a place called Tammany Hall. Yes. Like yes. the Tammany Hall political well, machine. It was named after, obviously, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, See, that's up my alley. Like, I go drinking at Tammany talking, Hall. That bar had to be there late 60s and on. Uh, for those of you that don't know what, what, what Tammany Hall represents, look it up. Uh, well, it was American- like the political force in New York City. Oh, well, they controlled New York. Yeah, right. so did they play off of that? Uh like, I, is that the shtick when you go in there? Yes. It was like... Um, That's up my alley, man. It was the kind of place where you kind of needed to know somebody, ah. but everybody knew somebody. Like, New right. shows that, while it's a pretty large city, it's not the biggest city in the world, and it was usually Iona Dropouts, or uh, six-year <laughs> students that were going there, bouncing to make extra money, or bartending. So it wasn't like a and speakeasy then, or anything? No, it was not a speakeasy. It was uh. a dive. Which all those bars were, you all know, going back, you're talking about the mid-80s for yeah. me. So it's not around anymore? No, 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 not for a long, long time. I don't even know if it's a restaurant anymore or anything else, yeah. Tammany Hall. By the way, see someone said still Deanna's, best Sicilian pizza near Rochelle. Yeah, Deanna's was great. Took over for Gizzo's, uh, Gizzo's, which became Starbucks, and then they opened up uh, next door and then became Deanna's. Huh? Very good pizza place. Yeah. This is my history. God, no, you know that history, man. Like, there was a place, I don't know, you probably couldn't do it today. But imagine being 15-year-old Evan Roberts, big sports fan, right? Oh, yeah, I remember. And having a bad Kentucky fake ID Mm. that your brother printed for you on the original, like, Commodore 64. (laughs) And them going, yeah, it looks good to me. Right. (laughs) I can't imagine that, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what 1985 was like on North Avenue. It was a, a bad, bad scene. But you would have excelled, though. You would have oh, been yeah, great. I you think know, 15-year-old me would have I excelled think 15-year-old there? 15-year-old everyone would have been great there. I don't think so, bro. You would have had a nice time at Gary's. <laughs> yeah, did you know that Mookie Wilson's batting average in 1986 <laughs> was uh four? Yeah. <laughs> I got to leave early. I got to score this Mitt Marlin game. Yeah, I'll I see gotta you later. Go. Here's uh, Johnny and Freehold. Johnny, what's going on today, Cookie? Hey, guys. How's it
3: going? Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Uh, first thing I just want to say, I'm definitely a big fan of the league. And I think football is the greatest sport out there. Yeah. But I was watching the game the other day with some people. What people? Her, Who are you watching uh, with? Lawyers. And oh. My daughter's actually in law school, so we were up visiting her. Nice. Hopefully she's
0: not suing Madison Square Garden because she won't be able yeah. to see the Rockets next Christmas.
3: No. But uh <laughs> watching with a different group of people, and I'm freaking out about some of the calls in the Bengals game. Yeah. And they tell me, and I'm not sure if it's true, and I think you guys could look into this better, that the NFL legally is not a sports league, but a sports entertainment production, and that they legally can put their hand on a scale to produce certain. No, they parts. cannot. No. And anybody,
0: uh, this is the problem with uh, young, uh, vibrant, uh, typically liberal lawyers. They uh, <laughs> they believe something they want to believe, and they uh, produce it as but fact. They said there's actual dockets. To there's the actual no. Docket there. That, I'm sorry. It fire. is. It could not be more wrong. It is not the WWE. Right.
3: right. <laughs> so I mean. I'm not saying right. it's the WWE. No, but you are. They because you are, though. That they
0: you, can I'm not saying it's, it's you by. saying it, but these uh, nonsensical lawyers that you were hanging out with, essentially, that's what they are saying. They're, saying, they're saying that they're allowed to script that, the outcome.
3: The way, they're, the way that they are structured, the way they are filed legally in court, no, they that type of company. That they cannot be held liable no. for, for any what?
0: Well, they can't be held liable from, like, gamblers or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, A, the games are not fixed. B, we all agree the officials had a bad weekend. I don't think anyone's going to really argue that. And C, as I think we enumerated pretty well yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals did not lose that game. Because of the officiating. Now, there was a call at the end that happened to be the right call. If you want to talk about a lack of calls, feel free. But the notion that the NFL is the AEW or the WWF for E uh, is comical, actually. And I would say this. If your daughter has law professors or works for a law firm where they're suggesting to their new associates that that's the case, find new friends. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say... Yeah. Sometimes it's just so simple. It's right in front of our nose. Officials aren't that good, and they screw up. And that leads to this. Like, we watched the end of the Lakers-Celtic game over the weekend. Right. LeBron was fouled. It was a miscall. call. Just because there was a bad call doesn't mean there was something mischievous going And in that on. case, the referees... Uh, didn't sleep at all that night. No, they couldn't and sleep at all. I was the other night. term they used for it. Uh, uh There's, a, there's a term they had that's so funny to me. Like my son said to me, "I know they want to acknowledge they got the call I, wrong, like everyone else. God. Referees make mistakes. Yeah, we made one at the end of last night's game, and it's gut wrenching for us. Yeah. Now here's the stop right there. Yeah. All right. They acknowledge they made a mistake. They did. We all saw LeBron got fouled. Now, there's no debating it whether or not he got slapped. No, on I the did. Arm, right? Of course. All right. They're trolling him, though. Oh, you think that's what it ended up being? They're, they're... That LeBron was so over-the-top upset yes. that their attitude was, okay, well, we're going to go all the way with it now, LeBron. Uh-huh. Like, hey, yeah. we got the call wrong, but listen to some of the words. Go. Gut-wrenching, yeah. this play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless this nights as we will... strive what? To... <laughs> You know what? You're right. Who, Who said that? Your son said that? Sonny came up nah, with that. he's right. Yeah. Because it is so over-the-top, for the. and this is from the official official's Twitter account. The NBA official's Twitter account with the blue check mark and everything. It's so over the top that it's got to be sarcastic. But here's the thing. Whether it's baseball, football, hockey, basketball, these guys screw up. And I believe they don't even screw up more than they used to. I just think we have so much replay. We have social media. We analyze it more. We talk about it more. We share videos about it more. But if you sat there, and I'm not advising you do it, and you watched the game from 40 years ago, yeah. and you look real close, they're worse. It's just that we're so paying more, and we have more money on the line, because everybody's betting now. I mean, that's the key thing. It's not just fans of a team that have a gripe if a ref makes a bad call that negatively impacts the outcome of a game. It's people that have their own hard-earned money, and that changes the uh, playing field for everything. My grandfather. Because how do you, hey, I just lost $100, $1,000, $1 million because the referee made a bad call? Right? No, I get you're you. Gonna start making, I, you're going to start asking some questions, and you may not like the answers. As a kid, my grandfather, who was a big... T- I mean, he gambled all the time. And he was a plumber and not really a sports fan. So that's I'll give you a description of him. Yeah. He used to tell me, I'm a diehard sports fan. My dad's a diehard sports fan. He was not. He was a gambler. Yeah. And he would just tell us. He'd say, uh, guys, this is all fixed. This is all fixed. It's all predetermined. Yeah. And I love my grandpas. So I'd be like... Okay. You know how many times I've seen guys <laughs> playing uh, blackjack in a casino who lose six or seven hands in a row and yell at the dealer that the dealer set them up oh, and boy. fixed the cards so that they would lose? They're the same guys, you know, that hit on 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. But it's, it's uh, always got to be a conspiracy. The reality is that you're not very good at gambling. Or maybe you're a lousy card player. Or yeah, maybe the ref did make a mistake. Which happens. Yeah, it but happens. Just, but they're not making a mistake on purpose necessarily to help a team win. Well, I will say one thing. The referee that happened to do the uh, Celtic-Laker uh, game uh, that we're referencing here, that LeBron went uh, bat bleep crazy in when they didn't call the foul call, uh, apparently his family, quite publicly, are huge Celtics fans. And that is not like a secret. Is there data to back up that he's pro-Celtic, though? Like, with data from the games he officiates? Well, there... Let me... One thing at a time. Yeah. His kids, his family, publicly admitted Celtic fans. Which is fine. Of course it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, a referee's kids can be sports fans. They root for teams, whatever the case is, right? He could even admit that he grew up a Celtic fan, but now he's an objective referee. He's an adult, right? Right. He's done 20 Celtic games. Oh, boy. uh, I guess in the last uh, year or two. <clears throat> How bad is it? 18 and 2. Yeah, that's a problem.
4: Like, it's like that Chris Paul like, thing with it's Scott Foster. Exactly Buster, right?
0: like the Chris Paul thing. Yeah. like at some That's point, concerning. There's numbers that make you say, oh, what? At some point, you can ask the question hey, the guy's done 20 Celtic games. The Celtics are 18 and 2 in the games that guy refs. Now you'd have to take a look at the number of fouls and all. Well, that you also crap. have to look closer. Are they are the Celtics better than every team they've played? And they should go eighteen and two. Have they pulled off like seven huge upsets during that time? Like right. context does matter a lot. But to this. Eighteen and two sounds like a pretty no, good no. winning record, dude. It's like the Scott Foster, Chris Paul thing. When yeah. there's a stat that's overwhelming like that, yeah, you're gonna do a little. Uh, your eyebrows gonna raise a little bit. Yeah, well, what's going especially on? if you've lost money. Sure, right. That's where a lot of this comes from. F that. I had money on that game. Well, listen, if you know the ref is 17-2 and or the Celtics are 17-2 and when Joey Jablonski refs, you'd be an idiot to bet money against the Celtics some of the, in the next game, wouldn't some you? Some of the data you should look at. Yes, of course did, you should look at it. Uh, did you see, and I, I'm probably surprised because I'm a novice, to be honest, but I saw a tweet this morning from Darren Rovell about... That's my guy. So maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't, I don't have no idea. Where Vegas makes most of their money in terms of gambling. Yeah, parlays. No, no, I, I don't mean that. I mean, like, like uh, other table games. like, all the games? Yeah. Well, not yeah. So, just gambling. outside not a sports gambling. Yeah. No, I saw it. I, I mean, you, you want to regurgitate it? Penny slots. Order? Yes. That's right. Penny slots. Slots are the majority of income for casinos since casinos are. Is it just because so many people just sit down and they just start losing yeah. all their coins and it just yes. adds up so quickly? And it's, it's a volume proposition. Crazy. Which is why your know, blackjack is never first. It's always slots. Slots, 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 slots. By a lot. The more penny slots you can have, the better. I think the number was double. So in Nevada, penny slots, uh, this is net profit in 2022. Casinos in Nevada made $3.6 billion on penny slots. They made $1.3 billion on Blackjack. How about that's a triple? Yeah, $1.2 billion on Baccarat, which is the, if you guys have put put Baccarat, it's a James Bond game. You could bet on yourself or bet on the dealer. Uh, dollar slot machines, three quarters of a million dollars. So Notice how the higher the price, the less the profit. The le- yeah, because it's easy to just you sit down and play. say, I'll just throw penny, a bunch penny, of pennies penny, 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 in. Penny, penny, yeah, no big deal. Penny, 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 but penny. But it adds penny. up. Yeah, roulette was uh, 4 dollars Craps was uh, about $450 million, and uh, the sports book brought in $446 million. Wow, so sports books well behind everything else. In Nevada. In Nevada. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And by the way, New York and New Jersey were one and two when it came to total uh, wagers. Uh, in the country. We got breaking NFL news. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Breaking NFL news. We have a major hiring oh, in the right? National Football League. Paul Verzi's the new GM of the New York Giants? They got rid what? of Shane already? What's going on, man? Just because he picked the first head games dead on. <laughs> on the... All right. Wait. Hold on. It's a, a player got hired, you said? A head coaching hire has occurred major. Uh, is it not the Houston Texans? Major is it Sean Payton? Sean Payton Stop. is working in the NFL in 2023. I right, silly question, but did he take one of the already open jobs? Yes, this is not. This is any not kind someone of, else getting fired. He's not taking the Jet job. All right. So let me just let's play this out. You know the answer. I don't. Would he go to Denver thinking he can resurrect Russell Wilson? That makes sense. They Is that better... your final no, answer? I'm thinking no? out loud. Okay, he's Let thinking, thinking out loud. Okay. No way he's going to Houston. Uh, the defensive coordinator from Frisco appears. D'Amico Reyes. Like go- yeah, he's going to Houston, it seems like. All right. Okay, so he's out. Let me think. Arizona, that's a cluster you-know-what. And Kyler Murray ain't playing till Thanksgiving. He's not going there, but the lifestyle's fantastic there. Hmm. And you apparently get to date hot European models who invite you to Bangkok. <laughs> Um, that's a country, not a, uh, not, never mind. Bangkok's um, not a country. You're damn right it is. It's a part, it's in Thailand. Thailand's the capital of Bangkok. No, Bangkok's the capital of Thailand. Whatever, don't let your 18-year-old daughters go, they'll never come home. Um, I think I gotta go with, oh, wait, wait, wait. So that, so... I'm going to have to go Denver. You going with Denver? Meaning the Saints will have to give up a first round draft pick. Well, the Broncos would give up the first round. Pardon me, yeah. The Saints. So I'm going to go final answer. So you think Sean Payton is selecting Russell Wilson? He saw Russ play for a year and said, I'll let him cook, I'll fix him. I think Sean Payton uh, figures I'm going to go to the uh, place with the most veteran quarterback, a top 10 defense. Uh final answer, Denver Broncos. Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it just makes to sense. Adam it doesn't make Even sense. as bad as Russell Wilson was. Well, because I think Sean Payton is realizing something I'm starting to think. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson's done. Well, he had a bad year with an overwhelmed, not ready to be a head coach, head coach, yeah. and Nathaniel Hackett. Hopefully he's fine as OC. Yeah. And I think he looks at the situation. You mentioned the town <clears throat> on defense, and he has a quarterback and what? says, Okay, let's go. I can make this work. I assume Jay Glazer broke that story. Adam. Adam Schefter. Really? Says the Saints and Broncos are finalizing the compensation and that'll okay. clear the way for Peyton to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. So it's gonna be, I guess, uh, the first round draft pick in this draft. Uh and they don't have enough, their first round pick in this draft. No, Denver does. They traded it for Russell Wilson, don't they? Didn't they? Uh Seattle has it.
2: So yeah.
0: Yeah, they don't have this year's first round pick. I think they do. No. Nah. I think they do. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at it. It says they do. Who says that? They traded uh, for. Did I miss the trade, It I... says they have, they're they trading the 23 first round pick, 24 second round pick, and more to uh, New Orleans to get uh, Peyton. The Broncos are picking 29th in the yeah, NFL I think they got draft. they back in the Chubb deal with that, the Dolphins. There you go. They so they have got, got it, Okay. Dolphins. They got another first That's round pick. Dolphins, so you're talking round. at least two picks, maybe three over three years. And then you have to figure what's the compensation. If I'm guessing top of my head, five years, fifty million. Yeah, whatever Maybe it is. More by the way, whatever it is, it's worth it. Like this is the one sport is where it coach though? can make that. Yeah, I think a coach right. makes a difference. All right, Andy Reid. He's yes. in the Super Bowl again. He's a stud. You could put his resume up against Bill Belichick. It's slowly starting to get there. Yeah. Not in terms of Super Bowl titles, but in terms of regular season success. Yeah, all the success he's had with multiple teams. You don't think Andy Reid right now would be worth multiple first round picks? I mean, you can't argue that he's but not. Nice question. If the New York Jets yeah. had a chance to get Andy Reid for multiple first-round picks, you wouldn't make that trade. Here's the deal. Uh, 23 first-round pick, next, year, next year's second-round pick. Uh, they All right, so New Orleans gives up Sean Payton and a third-round pick in 2024. Denver gives up this year's first-round pick. Which is late, 29th. Yep. So it's and, not high. And next year's second-round pick. So there you go. So this pick that they have that they're trading is actually the Niners pick. They got it from Miami in the Chubb deal, but it's not Miami's pick, so it's the Niners pick. Now, apparently Denver uh, is giving the Orleans a choice. So I'm just giving it to you real quick. The Broncos are giving who the choice? They're giving New Orleans a choice in which picks they want. They can either have, again, this year's first-round pick and next next year's second-round pick, Mm -hmm. or they can kick the can down the road a little bit. They can get Denver's 2024 first-round pick and this year's fourth-round pick. Oh boy, that's a tough one because what are the Broncos next year? Are we just assuming we because Sean Payton walk through the door they're a contender? I would guess it's going to be better than 29th. I mean, that would mean that, that, means that the Broncos the conference championship. Yeah, game. that means the Broncos are going to the title game. I would bet against that. But I'm getting a fourth instead of a second. Right, tricky. I think you take what uh, you take this year, next year, and call it. No, back. I'd go for it, man. You would? I'd go for the fact that Russell Wilson's cooked. Sean Payton, eh, doesn't pull a miracle off. All and right. the Broncos are picking in the top 10. And now all of a sudden, I'm picking in the top 10.
4: WFAN, WFAN
0: FM, and WFAN.com. All right, it's Cardin Robertson on the fan. Paul Verzi's here. Paul, what's going on, what's buddy? What's up, dude? Thanks for having me. I haven't seen Paul in a bit. He did one of our original comedy shows at Gotham way back in the day with uh, Seinfeld. And, well, Seinfeld was there, so no one else really mattered, I guess. Seinfeld opened for you? (laughs) That's That's pretty impressive, man. (laughs) Yeah,
4: uh,
0: it was weird. I remember seeing... Jerry's a funny guy because... not. I'm saying not in that sense funny. Obviously, he's funny. He's uh, the best. (laughs) But, like, you know, it's weird when you sit stand with comedians watching other comedian sets. And it was really... It it was a strange thing because Jerry was watching other guys do their sets... And it was fascinating to me what he laughed at.
4: Because yeah. I was like, that wasn't funny. Yeah, because comics, will look at like <laughs> little in-betweens. Okay. Like a couple of words in between. Like, oh, the way you said that has nothing to do with the joke. Like the art But form. They, they watch it like the way a coach watches film, hmm. which we don't see. Like right. as dumb fans, but they like see the ins and outs. It's the same with stand-up. Yeah, I tell you, the late Gilbert Gottfried
0: was doing one of those shows, and it was for a uh, charity yeah, for uh, for uh, folks that um, have this ocular disease where they go blind, sadly. And every year I was, I was glad to MC it. Yeah. And they bring the late Gilbert Gottfried once. And mm-hmm. it was such a, it was a, such a, it was so unique. So <laughs> Gilbert gets up there and he knows why he's there. Yeah. And obviously, like you've done, all the comedians are doing it on the arm. No one's making any money. The charity right. gets every penny, right? Right. And Gilbert said, you know, he's a different level dude, right? So Gilbert gets up there and goes, You know what I hate? I hate blonde people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah. you're not sure if you're allowed to laugh or not. Yeah. And he, but you want to hit one of the great things about him was he didn't care. So yeah. he, he plowed through. He's like, You're always walking
4: around with those sticks. <laughs> <laughs> And by the end of it, he's got the whole room laughing. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's what it is too. I think it's almost like you go to the uncomfortable place to feel comfortable. He remember he got fired from Affleck because that's of that right. that tsunami joke. Right, but he right. they said he was his family was like he was devastated by it. So that's the way he dealt with it. You know, right. all those mass shootings that were happening, I remember seeing them going, what's going on in the world? I closed my first special with a joke like that. But I realized that's how I was dealing with it, just to put light There's on you it. was your uh, way of emotionally <laughs> processing his bad <laughs> yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Did Jerry laugh at his jokes or no?
4: Unless uh, I'd be lying
0: if I told you I remember which comedian was out there. But <laughs> yeah, sure.
4: Why not? Of course he did. You know you're curious no? Did was, Seinfeld thought you were there funny. But certain guys, especially like him who's like you know he's particular about things. Yeah. He, I'm like you're up there and you go Jerry's looking at this right now. But <laughs> he was know weird, he like he laughed at stuff I was like that wasn't funny. And he's yeah. like
0: <laughs> It's crazy.
4: Yeah, Anyhow. I I did a bit where somebody goes, "Yeah man, that that one thing you said where you were in the stands and you tugged your hat down." Crush and I'm going like, that. wow, like that's what you like took you for, It's practice. not even part of a, yeah, it's like yeah. a throw-in. It's just like an improv thing.
0: So I want to know how you did it. You went on with Rich Eisen. You're obviously a Giants fan. Yes, big. And I, I re-watched the video today to make sure I had it right. Yep. And you just nonchalantly went, uh, like, <laughs> uh, win-loss, loss, win-win-win. Loss, and within a game, you nailed the New York Giants' first
4: eight games of the season. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out if you monetize that or not. Well, I was on in studio with Rich and he just goes, all right, Paul, I know you're, you know, we we were plugging the special for Netflix and we're done. He goes, you're a Giants fan. Let's go. What do you think? And all of a sudden they put the music on, they put the schedule up and I'm like, oh, dude, all right, I'm doing this. Like, yes, you know, it was scary. (laughs) And I just thought about how they go, the history of the team. I said that they would win nine or ten games. They won nine and a half. Right. And by the way, if I was a GM like you said I was, yeah. T. Higgins is coming. Yeah, I am. T. Higgins is coming. Saquon takes a little less money. Okay. Okay. But yeah. you can't force him to do that. You have to you know,
0: get him to do that, though.
4: <laughs> well, you know, I'm Italian. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to tell a we'll figure. Uh, you you be want like, to stay in New York? We're going to talk. All right, you nailed down. the
0: Giants, but I'm telling you, at the time, I would have looked at you and said, What a homer. Nine wins, 10 wins. Yeah, but he you're like, talking uh, about it. was funny because Rich goes, uh, Oh, they're not going to be Green Bay and Lambeau. And he goes, Yeah, because they're playing in London. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and I took my family to that game. I took my wife and kids to it. Really? I performed out in London, first time ever out there. Yeah. And uh, it was great. We sold it out. We added a show. I'm having a time in my life. The Giants are going to London. And I went on the NFL network out there. Oh, And sweet. I predicted today. David Carr I said the Giants gonna win the game. Right. And that one I totally guessed. Like that one I was just like, I'm at here with my point, kids. At that point, you were being a or, homer. At right. that point, I was just like, I'm here. I brought my family to see the Giants play the I have to say they're gonna win. Are and British people tougher to make laugh? That, well, some of the best crowds in the country. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're... their country, not our country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, they're confused. happy you know, they're happy that we're there because you know, America's better. So it's I'll like include, you know, Right. where know. are you from originally? I was born in Yonkers. I'm a Westchester guy. Oh, all right. Yeah, there you so- go. The
0: Dunwoody uh, section of Yonkers. Y- yeah. Dunwoody Pizza. We used to kick right our asses church. in uh, soccer and baseball, buddy. I'll <laughs> that as a new Michelle kid. Yeah. Probably. We used to love, uh, we used to have the biggest brawls with Dunwoody. Like, really? I'll never forget youth soccer game, porn rain. They had a really good soccer team. We had a really good soccer team. We lose the game 1 0 <laughs> in a driving rainstorm, okay? The Yonkers dads were pissed at the ref. Now, mind you, Evan, they won the game. (laughs) They come after the ref. They like circle the ref. The ref's now getting scared, rightfully so. After a win, guys, he starts backing up. He falls down in the mud. They start beating this guy with umbrellas. Wow! And it became like a West Side Story brawl because then our dads (laughs) ran out to protect the ref. And it was one of the most uh, amazing things I've ever seen. They won the game.
4: <laughs> you know, in our, where I live in our, in our district, they're having a hard time with refs because of that. Like, games get canceled. My, my kids' are, games get you know, canceled because wow. parents are yelling from the— yeah, I don't blame—why
0: would anyone want to officiate a game if you're getting no. screamed at or threatened? It's the worst. like, you watch some yeah. parents, A, they all think they're raising the next Willie Mays. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you get that a-hole dad who's, like, really tough on his son. And you yeah. kind of got It's a weird thing. Like, you want to say your buddy relax, but it's his kid. Right. Yeah. And then they're all over these umps. And the umps are, like, 18-year-old kids a lot of times. Yeah, they're, like,
4: seniors that are, yeah, like, right. <laughs> they're <laughs> seniors. And they don't even want to be there. And they're just doing it. And, the, and you know, they go nuts. Man. Well, yeah. I had a parent. This is the first year. So this is the first year they asked me. Because with my schedule, I'm touring all over. I can't coach my daughter's fifth-grade basketball team. But I could assistant coach. Okay. Right? So I could be, like, Second, if you need, I show it to her Which is where I'm
0: guaranteeing that she plays.
4: Yeah, and, and it's also like daddy can't make it. Daddy's tired. Right. And, and I'm off the hook. I don't look like a horrible father. But some of these, like, the parents will be like, how come... You know, how come she's on a team? and How come, like, he's not on a team? And it's just like, dude, she sucks. Like, she's not. <laughs> no. and she's fat. She's, she can't <laughs> run. She can't run. Like, I'm doing the best I can for your kid. Right. And then they're like, all right, that's why he's the assistant. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not lying. You get a lot of that. Oh, you get parents that think their kids are going to sure. go Division one and it's like they can't dribble the basketball. Oh, I, I've told them this story too many
0: times, so I apologize for telling it again. We ran and started a downtown youth travel sports league. And I have John Franco, a lot of actual pros teaching the kids. And it's really a precocious kid, not the kid's fault, maybe 10, 11 years old. Goes up to John Franco, and goes, Mr. Franco, my dad asked me to tell you not to mess with my mechanics. Wow. And he wow. goes, how many games in the pros did your dad save? None. Get out. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was
4: great. So you're a Yankee fan. Um, Yankee, Nick's. Knicks. Giants, and I'm not really, I never really for Hockey, friends, right? Yeah. It wasn't big in Westchester. It wasn't big, because growing up, it was like the early 90s coming up, and it was just Yankees, Knicks. I am a delusional, lunatic Knicks fan, to the point where everybody was coming. Right? LeBron was coming. Convinced. Right. Yep. I was one of those. He's coming. Why would he go to Westchester? He's coming. I know, right. for, a fa- I know for a fact, you know, have people come I over. I got a guy. Oh, let's get some pizzas. <laughs> He's coming. It's going to be, an, you know, yeah. I, I, they said Steph Curry was at JFK. I go, he's coming. He's <laughs> like, like going to his sister's wedding. I go, no, he's coming. He's having a meeting. There's things we don't know. There's always somebody coming to the Knicks. It's it's actually I'm I've learned to stop. Here's what I think. And I know you're listeners, some people aren't gonna like this. Yeah. You might not like this. This is what I really believe. Okay. Met fans, Nick fans, and jet fans just have to stop until you win one. You gotta win one. It's yes. getting nuts. To talk. Look, he's I know he just I saw it in his face. What, what a listening. <laughs> no, no, he went from enjoying me to yeah. then when he said he's like the kid's not coming back. Well I just saw it. But uh, t- why do you have to stick Met fans with Nick fans Because we Yuck. have that. Because so, I heard you guys when you made all these deals, Korea. Oh, this is, I'll tell you, this is I know all going on. This is yeah, we did it. We did it. I swear to God, time to rejoice. You see all those tweets? Best 17 days of his life. Time, <laughs> yeah, time to rejoice. Spring training. the guy rips an Achilles, and you guys are like, imagine. Oh, yeah you know it's and it's not Dolan and I don't think it's um, it's it, I don't think it's as much Dolan as people think well, just yeah. imagine you get the stars and then you win nothing because right. that happens to some people you it know does. It does. you get all the guys you fantasize about and then you win one bleeping round he's a
0: Nets fan yeah
4: <laughs> but after everybody, yeah. everybody in his town blames Dolan yeah and it's like if if you know oh John Morant's a free agent right let's just say and he doesn't. Everyone's going to go, oh, it's it's because it's not Dolan. I mean, I'm sure sometimes it is, but not always. I don't think it's – Dolan's not performing on the court. It's a combination of things. He's one
0: of the reasons, but it's not everything. Right? When you draft poorly, that's not him, but they've drafted poorly for a decade. Let's be honest. And The other part of it is that we have thought uh, incorrectly for a long time that the building alone was going to bring free agents here. And there may be a point 20 years ago when the building itself probably helped but, yeah. I mean, name a great big play. whether it's Durant, whether it's Kyrie, whether it's No, LeBron, but go back. like who, They're this, not coming because of the building, and this, they love the building. This past yeah. summer, Donovan Mitchell wanted to be here, right? And yeah. the Knicks didn't trade for him. The Knicks could have drafted him seven years ago. I know. They took Frank Nilakina instead of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so sometimes it's just gross incompetence.
4: Uh, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. that just got me. Yeah. Uh,
0: meanwhile, there is uh, bad news I have to report to. you. If you are a New York Met fan, this is uh, breaking news. Uh, the uh, There's an apparent rift. Uh, I'm just reading this right off the wire. You can see right here uh, an apparent rift between Jeff McNeil, who just signed a four-year, $60 million extension, and, of course, the $300 million man, Francisco Lindor. Evan, you'll have to update me on this, but you may remember that uh, Francisco Lindor made a promise to Jeff McNeil this past year. If he won the batting title, I think it is. That he would buy him a car, is yes. that correct? this was also months after, I think, Francisco Lindor threw Jeff McNeil up against the wall and choked him. Yeah, well, yes, sometimes the guy you fight becomes your best friend. Sometimes. Yonkers. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. That's the story everyone knows. Uh, not so much in your show. We, we, um, that, it's a different story for another day. But apparently, uh, Jeff McNeil has signed the contract, and Lindor told him, you have enough money to buy your own car now, uh, and has still not bought him the car. Problems. And the season hasn't begun yet. Your thoughts, you're a Met fan. Good. I like the feistiness. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're this is our year, baby! It is <laughs> killing you. This is you're like, you're turning red. You're so upset with this right now. They better learn to love each other. By They're like, signed for the next half a decade they, to play next to each other. what kind of car it had to be. And I know Lindor joked last year, like, uh, maybe I'll get him an Elantra. Right, yo, know, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, wait a minute. I drive for a lot. Well, and also, drive. Jeff McNeil yeah. is making seven point five million dollars, yeah. which is amazing, right? I yeah. take it, you take it. Seven point five. Seven point five. I thought he just got four years and six. Seven point five this year, oh, eleven point five next year. All right, and then it's sixteen million dollars uh, for the next couple of years. Got it. Do the math;
4: yeah. it adds up to fifty.
0: dollars is making thirty-three million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to on buy him that, him a freaking Rolls you Royce. Him.
4: My friend, the minute that happened, my friend would be at the dealership. 100%. You got to get it quick, quick. Yeah, like
0: listen, quick. if and it's not like you don't have the money. Yeah. You got 300 milli coming your way locked in guaranteed whether you bet 180 or 350. And if you publicly make a spectacle of I'm go- It's like when Boomer promised me the Samsungs and I don't got them. Right. And now he's like, oh, now I'm not getting him the TVs because he's being mean to me. No, no. You said you were getting me the yeah, TVs. And the got, salaries uh, yeah. kind of fit the proportion of Lindor to McNeil. No, I make a lot Lindor, more than Boomer, Boomer McNeil, you. Uh, yes. No? Boomer gets the 70 inch, I get the 32. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. But conversely, in <laughs> sex, I'm much bigger. That being said, though, <laughs> like, he's got to buy McNeil the car. He will. Right? He will. Well, you say he will, but, like, we're waiting. Yeah, Where's what's the, the time car? limit on that? Yeah. Spring training, he shows up in Port St. Lucie, okay. Florida, okay. with a beautiful new car. If it doesn't happen by the time yeah. they report, yeah. we got to rip the door a little bit. Did I, I I'd, I'd yeah. accept that. That's fair, right? First day, show up, bow Bang. on the car, nice bow, yeah, yep. and you convertible, the whole yeah. thing, like don't chintz out, right? I agree. So, who's your? Don't say Aaron Judge. Like growing up. Who was your Yankee
4: guy? Like, who did you uh, did, rock out to? What changed everything for me was Donnie Donny Baseball. Oh, look at that! <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, Don- baseball. Donnie Baseball was everything. I walked yeah. in that thing, and I, you know, and it was not open now. You know, it's yeah. the cement uh, wall. You walk through, it opens up to grass. And twenty three was everything. He was everything. It's so funny that generation, like Brandon
0: Tierney, like uh, no joke, uh, Mattingly walks on water. Oh, dude, he's everything.
4: Yeah, I see pictures of him now, and I kind of get the chills. It's weird. There's something about him, dude, that like is Yankees. It's it's unbelievable. That mustache turns you on. I know. It's well, something does. But you're not one of these. (laughs) You're not one of these guys that like uh, like you don't have.
0: uh, You and your wife don't have that agreement. Like a certain celebrity, like you get a pass with, and yours is Mattingly.
4: Like, no. <laughs> that's funny. She's like, Hey, I'm Jason, my ever. And then I'm just like, All right, dude, if Donnie Baseball comes by. You know, <laughs> what if hers was Mattingly? You'd have to let that one slide, right? I'd let the- that go. <laughs> no, he'd ask, Can I jump in?
0: That's what he'd be saying. No, he'd be like, I'm watching. <laughs> He's got a good stick. He's, He's got have his baseball. uniform on. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> All right, so Paul's going to be uh, headlining shows at Gotham. Uh, yes. Thursday and Friday, so I assume two shows both nights? No, we're doing uh, one show doing Thursday. That? Okay and we're
4: doing a seven thirty and a ten Friday. Got and it. I, yeah, tickets are going and everybody that saw my uh, Netflix special Nocturnal Emissions, I'm doing a whole new hour. It's a completely new hour from the special that's available now. And uh yeah, I started the tour last week in Toronto and I'm having such a good time. So is, come I always
0: out. wonder like uh I have become friendly with a lot of guys that do what you do. And I've mm-hmm. it's it's for people don't get the discipline of being a stand up comic is unlike Anything else? You can be funny on the radio. You can be funny on TV, and that's significantly different than being on radio. But being on a stage in front of people, where they've paid good money to laugh, mm-hmm. and your job is make them laugh. I don't think people recognize. Not blowing smoke up your ass. No, like, pre- like I, I love watching it because I know as much as uh, people think I may be entertaining or funny, whatever it is, doing it on stage in front of people is a
4: whole different
0: animal man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me the ability to do that.
4: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I've been doing it a long time so, but I look at like you guys coming in here doing that. It's different, it's, right. it's, it's like it's insane to me that you guys can just keep it at that level talk about sport. I mean, it's a little lunacy that you guys are that that you care the way you do. But it's incredible. Three more him. Yeah, well, I, yeah he doesn't get my sports <laughs> yeah, famously, they, they told me in the booth over there, they're like, he does the. You mark the games even at home. Oh yeah, I score games. Yes. Yeah. That I'm crazy. Was, that's He's great. actually writing a book. It comes out
0: next year. He that's took right. His Fifty uh, most memorable <laughs> games that he scored, whether it was at home or at the game, and a little vignette about what was going that's on right. in his life. Dude, that's wild. I'm insane. <laughs> you're
4: married. Yes. And you're two kids. <laughs> stunningly i know no no, i didn't mean it like that no i, I know mean what you like, meant. meant how like, the hell did he get married no, no, i'm saying like know. when you when you mark him down yeah. during your wife is just she's just it's all third listen. date third date we ever went on took her to a met game and said
0: listen here's what i do this explained is... it
4: right out of the gate see what he just said is why i'm st- i'm not divorced yeah because i told my wife we're sitting at a diner i'm doing competitions i'm getting up anywhere i'm standing on coca-cola crates in bars and yeah. jersey nightmare gigs Nightmare gigs. And I sat down and I told my wife, I said, look, you're beautiful. Great. Graduated. High grades. Could have went to any school. She went to Rutgers, but she went to any school in the country. Be with a doctor. Be with a lawyer. And I said, I'm doing this. So I said, I could be well off in my 30s or 40s, or I could be broke in my 30s. But you need to talk to whoever you need to talk to. You need to talk to everybody. This is what I'm going to do. And she talked to her mother. And her mother was like, so absolutely not. To <laughs> get out! Her mother was like, you and not. That's a hard life. You're not going to do it. Right. Look at me now, Kim. Look at me now. Yeah, I'm not I'm on the that... fan, Kim.
0: Yeah, I ain't on no cruise ship. I'll be a Gotham this weekend, Kim. Did you ever do the cruise ship
4: gigs or no? No. No. Did Kim? you get close? No. <laughs> <laughs> no they wanted they sent you know what they said they said send a clean tape i was like i'm out <laughs> hey we need a, we need a clean 12 i was like i'm not your guy uh, i was this like when you come up with this uh, when you come up let's say a great hour right <laughs> yeah uh
0: and you do it and you eventually you play it out right yeah. uh how like i was thought any like you wrote a great hour the second hour you got to write. How much more difficult is that than the first one?
4: What's scary is after you put it out, right? Like after it came out on Netflix, and then I go out to the clubs. I don't want to ever do those jokes. So to me, like I until the special comes out, I will a little bit. But the whole goal is to just get rid of the. So jokes. once it's televised, it's dead to you, yeah. I, and I, it's not in my heart anymore either. Okay. And the crowd sees it. So when I go into a story or I go into a bit, and I'm really telling it, you could feel my. You could feel it right. when it's not there. They could feel it. So, through. like
0: you couldn't go this Thursday, at Gotham, and go, "Hey, who's vaccinated?" You
4: really? know. <laughs> wear the mask, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Omicron's crazy. Like and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" Good to see everybody <laughs> out of the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I similar musicians, like you know, a lot of guys become slaves to the success. Yeah. like you know, you don't want to do the bit that may have made you famous. Or that Netflix bought on, right? Right. And yet there's an expectation, oh I can't wait for him to do that. And you gotta avoid that because you're done with it.
4: Yeah, I was in Toronto over the I was in Toronto over the weekend. And I told the story on Joe Rogan's podcast, how my dad saw, my my parents saw, and this is documented, government documented, in 1973, there was a UFO over Yonkers Bronx area. okay And it was documented, and it's a real thing. All right. And my dad is like this Italian dude, man. Right. He was like, there's a flying saucer. like was, <laughs> He talks like that. So I told the story on Rogan, and a guy in the front row, I swear to God, never happened before, a guy in the front row in Toronto has his hand up like he's in school. Uh-huh. And he just goes, Paul, man, big fan, big fan. I go, I just, I go, what's up? He goes, I got a request. And he goes, can you just talk about your dad seeing the alien? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. He put his. (laughs) I got got it. Yeah, and I just go. I go. All right, dude. Just give me a second. And I and I do it for a little bit, and then finally I just go in. And I was like, all right, but you know, that's a. It was a true story. So sometimes people will hear on a podcast, or they'll hear me, you know, and they want you to read. And and they're like, hey, man, that thing, that thing that you did, you know. And sometimes I don't want to because it's not there the way you could really give it. But then sometimes I'm like, you know, if I'm in a good mood, I already did an hour. I'm like, you know they what, they, they can't, I'll give them one. Plus, the guy they was did. so nice and innocent. He got to give nice. what he wants. He like yeah. raised his hand. He's yeah. like, I brought my wife. If you could please tell the story. He paid for <laughs> okay. a ticket. You did know, we uh, cash all the checks? We're good? Yeah, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> Here
0: we go. <laughs> uh, you, gotta, you get a bonus five minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Netflix these days. Like, uh, is that, you know, the old, like, Hey, if you uh, kill on Johnny Carson, you know, overnight you became an instant success. Like if you have a a Netflix special that does well, is
4: that like, okay, you've made it now you can people, people kind of looked at me that way, even though I didn't feel that way. You know, we had other people interested to be honest with you. When I did the special Netflix, I did the special. The special was done. COVID was still lingering. And Netflix was, to be honest, I'll be honest, I could, I could, yeah, I'll say it. I don't care. They, they, I got paid. Yeah. Um, Netflix was like, we like Paul. There's a lot of competition out there, and that's when I was like, that was basically whatever. And then Netflix saw my special, and they were like, the special belongs here. And then it went on there, and it released in the summer, and then it was globally trending, and it did well. So that made me feel good because I knew. But the way people treated me after. Was like, I was like, I've been here, I've, I've been, you know, <laughs> feel like I'm doing okay, but when people see that Netflix thing, because you're next to Chappelle, or you're next to right. Burr, or you're next to Louis, all these people, then they put you it there. It
0: legitimizes you, even though you were saying the same funny jokes before.
4: Right, and they don't even care. be like, well, wait a minute. HBO was kind of intro. They don't, they're like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like, people would, this is what annoyed me. People would hit me up and go, hey, man, you're as funny as those Netflix guys. <laughs> and I'm so <laughs> nuts with people going at me that yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I know I am. And I, sh- like, I would write back, right you know but no I, I just was like i just kept my head down and i remember my wife going it'll work out and netflix saw it uh shout out to netflix robbie Prawl they were like it belongs here and they put it on and and it's it's been it's really been amazing like you know people come out to shows selling more tickets yeah you know new york like i'm gonna be a gotham thursday friday the amount of people reaching out going i can't wait to see you this is the first time headline in new yeah. york since the pandemic really? since the pandemic yeah Yeah,
0: well yeah it's good it's gonna sell out if it hasn't already so make sure you go on uh, GothamComedyClub.com. And to check it out. Thursday, one show, and then Friday, you got the two shows. Uh, listen, I've been very close to the Mazzillies in Gotham. Uh, they're like family to me, so it's the best place. It's the best. And, you know, there aren't a lot of places left anymore, as you know, in New York City. So if you're looking for a good night out and a bunch of laughs and a good time, uh, go to Gotham uh, to see Paul Thursday and, or Friday. And if you can't get him this time around, by all means, get him next time around. I love seeing guys like you succeed. It makes oh, me happy. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's funny. Back in the day, like I always said, radio guys... Very few radio guys could have comedians on it. It'd be really good. Opie and Anthony were the best at it. and uh, Stern, I never heard hosts have comedians on as guests as successfully as those guys did. And I, I, I give them credit because they were brilliant at it because a lot of times the host doesn't know what to say to a comedian and they just can't talk to him. Or the flip side is a lot of comedians would be like, hey, listen, uh, when I come in, do me a favor. Ask me about bicycles.
4: You know like yeah, cause yes. they got a bit of a setup. Yeah.
0: And they're not funny if not doing their planned routine. Yeah. So for years I was like I'm not bringing comedians on the show because I don't know As I became friendly with guys it makes yeah. it a lot easier because now you can just BS and it's just yeah.
4: naturally funny. Well, the way you did it, you did you guys do it right? Like a lot of these radios, they're like, no one's coming. I do it. I do it on the road, and we go. And was, no one's coming into my studio and going to yeah. be funnier and steal the show. And it's like you're a you're a dummy. You're <laughs> <Right>. a selfish <laughs> dummy. It's yeah. going to be for your show, and you and all the all the markets in the country that have the comedians come in and have a good time. It just work. It's like it's the best. As a matter of fact, Aaron, I was just with Aaron Berg. He said to say hello. And it's the best. Because I was him. I was uh, I was doing Jim and Sam this morning, and it's it's so it's just a free, f- just talk. Like I love, likes- when, I love when people go to see Aaron Berg and get so pissed they walk out oh, and
0: yeah. start yelling at him. up happened like maybe five or six. Do they six not of- know or have <laughs> ever heard of him before? <laughs> what know, the hell do you so- think oh, going to happen? That's my guy. He's great. <laughs> He's uh, like the best uh, like uh, hype
4: man. Dude, when he, bring, he brought me up at the stand once, I can't say on, on your airwaves what, how he brought me up, yeah. but he says the most. <laughs> <about> <laughs> he looked at this table of these two <laughs> women, and he's like, these whores, what are you, these whores, and anyway, you guys ready to laugh? And I'm like, dude, what are you? Yeah, the left side of the room
0: likes it. <laughs> what are you?
4: He's <laughs> like, look at this fat, drunk chick. You guys ready for call? And I'm like, dude, can you, can you set the table? Uh, yeah, thing? I'm going to do this
0: uh, while you're here. Uh, should I do the letter? Or the secret admirer thing. What do you want to do, Tommy? Your call. Let's do the box. All right, so uh, I got a box here. Hold on one second. It's got a and lot of tape on it, so you may need a scissor. I'll get it open. No worries. So really? it just says to Craig from a secret admirer, and they told me that it's been checked out, and uh, I'm good to open it. Is at least what... Uh, he can't Tommy open it. His
3: hands <laughs> are too dainty. Watch him struggle. <laughs>
0: dainty my ass. I built the chicken oh, going with try two pen. hands. He's going to try a pen. Oh, yeah, that worked out. I got it. I got it. Okay, right, my so, bad. Hold on a second. You're so negative. Well, your hands Joe's are very attacking me. I'm looking out for you. You're you got a, dainty hands. You're not a good partner. I just you're don't want them me. to get ruined. You're, you're on Marshan's payroll. <laughs> Stop. Over there. Evan called up Andrew Martian and said, I'm the show. <laughs> oh, and uh, what do you have now? Scissors. <laughs> I told you. <ya. laughs> I got scissors now. And we're on TV, so you can't blame me for blowing the secret. Uh, there's no secret. You uh, needed scissors to open the box like I warned you. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, what do you got? All uh, right, from a secret admirer. I got Mike and Ike's. <laughs> I mean, uh, I got, uh, all right, Grape Double Bubble. That's a lot of candy. All right. I've got the Greatest Grape Soda. Well, somebody really likes me. I got Twix. Ooh, Twix bar. Uh, for you. You're gonna nice. Have uh, all Take right. It. So, M&M's. Uh, hold on. <laughs> and I got a frame. Uh, the George could stand. So <laughs> like, what? Are, is this from Seinfeld? Did he send me this? I haven't talked to him in a couple years either. Uh, He's big-timing me now. Who's it from?
3: I have no idea.
0: It's (laughs) no fun. It's just a a box of candy. Ring pops. That's how I proposed, by the way. At a casino in Denver, Colorado. I proposed with a ring pop. No. That's (laughs) your story, yeah. I should have known then that I was going to become a compulsive gambler. Um, All right, great. That was fun. You have a secret admirer. I have no idea who it is. Oh, come on, man. You, no, really you don't I, know. I, who I have, have no it was? idea. Come it was, on. It was, that was mailed a waste to me. of everybody's time opening a box of candy.
4: I could have done that at home. <laughs> did you really propose with that? I did. All right. Can yeah. I just? Can I tell you? you guys now, have- real
0: quick. It, there's a casino in the mountains of Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the name. Top of my head, like uh, whatever it's called, but it's the max bet is like two dollars. Yeah. Uh, and I convinced her that we were there as guests of the ca- guests of the casino, and this and that. And we had to go meet the GM to thank him for the free dinner and all that crap. And we went into a room, and you know, I turned around, and I had a re- <laughs> proposal with a ring pop. She's like, "Go after
4: <laughs> so I got." Can I just tell you yeah, quick one? All right, ahead. so this is this is true. You're gonna you're gonna love this especially. Yeah. So, um, in White Plains at a restaurant. I got a rock and like you know I saved a lot like it's a nice crack? rock I got yeah crack oh, no, I'm rock. Sorry, no I'm we're sorry. gonna smoke crack I first I thought you're early in your early no your career. so so <laughs> I have it wrapped up in my sock and it's expensive and I don't know when to do it and I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm going when am I gonna do it when am I gonna do it It's this Italian restaurant in the corner of the restaurant when you brought that up I was like my wife would kill me for not saying this on this show There's highlights baseball highlights ESPN and it was if you, I'm sure you guys remember there was a remember Sean Green. Yeah, and he hit four home runs in one game. Dodgers and play for the Mets and the yeah, Remember yeah. the game he hit four yes. home runs in yeah. one game, and I don't know what to do, and I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck. I'm sweating. I go, I gotta yeah. go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom to regroup. I'm like, it, I was thinking of such dumps. I was like, maybe I'll put it in a bread basket, but then I then I saw the little guys working, and I'm like, what if they take it? You know, and I'm like, I can't don't do that. take that bread. I, yeah, yeah. So I'm freaking out. So I don't know what to do, and and I'm looking at her. I'm fidgeting, and she, and all of a sudden I look up and I just go. Hey, babe, this guy on the Dodgers just hit four... I I was just babbling. I go, this guy on the Dodgers just hit four home runs in one game. And I'm just... I don't know what to do, but you know when the clock's ticking? She goes, oh, that's awesome. I swear to you, hand to God, I go, not as awesome as this. And I put it in the middle of the table and I leaned back. And she just goes, are you serious? Not as awesome as this? It was so horrible. I was beat red, and I, every time I think of the Dodgers, or Sean, that. and every she goes every time a story comes up, my friend right. goes, "Oh, Paul, why don't you tell my proposal story?" <laughs> yeah, it's a baseball story, not as awesome as this. That's a true story. You're forever
0: linked with your, I'm, your I'm congratulations. With not as awesome
4: as this, and then she actually goes, "You know, you got to get on a knee." And I'm right. like, I know. I know. It, was, it was
0: horrific. It was horrific. <laughs> uh, I, I love you I bet you that phone call home wasn't wasn't great. So how did he do she called him, my mom.
4: We're engaged. And she goes, "Well, we were
0: at a I'll tell you later." <laughs> we were a uh, it's uh, Paul Verzi. Uh, you can see Paul headlining shows at Gotham uh, this Thursday and there's two shows on Friday. I'm happy for you. Thank you uh, for doing the comedy. I really appreciate shows you, did in the you guys, past, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank man. you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. check him out and uh, you can Google him and see uh, all the specials and all the videos. They're very, very funny. And he'll again be at uh, Gotham Thursday and Friday. Go to GothamComedyClub.com
2: Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.